Hello and welcome everybody to the Bramley Moor Blues. Uh, it's Connor here, uh, as usual, and I've got my buddy in crime and the biggest Evertoni I know, <laughs> Amek Attack. Uh, we're going to talk about it's been a, a crazy week. Um, and it's been a crazy 24 to 48 hours. We've just, after listening to Mashiri's first proper interview, I'd say, uh, since he's been at the club. Uh, a day where we've been snubbed by Dan Juma. We've had an interview from Mashiri. There's talk in the Guardian of Everton being for sale. That's been contradicted by Mashiri. I mean, last night, Lampard was sacked. I mean, it's just neighbours, isn't it? It's just like EastEnders, Coronation Street, all rolled <laughs> into one. It is reality TV. It is just drama from pillar to post um, well Connor that was a great summation of where, what's gone on um, I'm, I'm going to say it's not like neighbours I'm going to say it's like the Truman show it honestly feels like there's someone above us just controlling and manipulating the Everton fan base for their own um, catharsis for their own schadenfreude it's been a very tumultuous 24 hours um, you know, uh, under 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 underlined by the fact that we actually lost a keep game over the weekend, um, and I think there's only one place. To, I think there's only one place to start, as you say, and that's the Mashiri interview. It came minutes after the Guardian released uh, uh, a story about us being definitively for sale, and they even named <clears throat> an investment bank who's been who's been. Uh, Dealing with this, Tasked, yeah, tasked to actually Deloitte. look for a buyer, Deloitte, and the price has been given as well. And we go into this machinery interview, and I didn't quite know what to expect. Some parts were really reassuring the talk of the medical department, the acceptance that recruitment has been terrible, and the need for better talent identification. But then some parts were quite concerning. You look at things like the strong, vociferous defense of the board. What does that entail? The fact that we all suspected but had been some, you know, denied by certain quarters that Bill Kenwright still has a very active role, not uh, in the day-to-day running on the football side of things in terms of player recruitment. And then there was mention, and, and I, I, I am always going to give a balanced opinion, the fact that the stadium is going well and actually Denise Barron-Baxendale is head of that. I think, you know, rightly so, she's copped quite a bit of stick as being part of the board, but that's one part of the club that seems to be going in the right direction, although the capacity is a bit lower than I wanted as a fan. Um, and then we talk about the all-important sale matter. I just want to shout out to Jazz Bal. He's a key, I think he's one of the head members of the Everton Fan Advisory Board, and it was a very important interview that was handled meticulously well mm. and got to the crux of the matter of, of key points that we are concerned about. Yeah, well done, Jazz. Yeah. It was just, um, and then questions there. Very good. Asked what we wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Very well uh, prepared. But this point of the sale, we have this Guardian story. And then we listen to, 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 to Mashiri. And it's not a frank denial that the club is for sale. Well, he does. He says the club is not for sale, but I'm looking for investors. Investment inevitably leads to dilution, and dilution inevitably leads to sale. So, to me, that's not a that's a very contradictory statement. 
And if I were if I were Mashiri or or Usmanov, as is suspected, allegedly, um, I'm not surprised that the club is for sale. But he, I guess, he can't come out and say that. Well, exactly. While we're in the middle of a transfer he window, he can't come out and say that the club's up for sale. Um, he might be trying to engineer a sale by introducing investors into the club, and then over time, dilute his shareholding, much like he did. Much like he did. Um, but he's not going to really say that right now, specifically because we're still building the stadium. So he wants to... He, he doesn't want... Assure the banks, the, assure yeah, the fans, assure the, banks the, the fans city. That he's committed. Yeah. Like, like, the biggest fear for me and for most Evertonians, apart from obviously getting relegated, is the fact that the idea that the stadium might never be built. And he gave a personal... And I believe him, and I well, took a lot of heart from his guarantor of that project, that he will deliver the stadium. And that the stadium is coming in at a price that, you know, that was negotiated. And, you know, and he said that the stadium would have been, whatever it's cost now, it would have cost, if we were to start that now, it would have cost over a billion. And I believe him. I, I agree with you. Too. I think that's a very key point, Connor. Um. Yeah, and and I believe him about that. So he re- reassured me about the stadium. He also reassured us about making the changes when they need to be made. He said he got rid of brands, but not, not so many words. He uh, he mentioned a few names. He mentioned Steve Walsh. He he, he spoke about. That he's, he, he has made changes as and when they need, but you can't make too many changes because at one time, because it disrupts the business. Look, he came across to me as somebody that's... Oh, I'm, maybe I'm a sucker. I, maybe I'm not good at reading people. Mm. But I was encouraged by... I thought it was what I wanted. It was an honest... It would appear... It, it seemed like an honest um, conversation or a statement towards the fans and gave me answers that have, you know, made me feel a little bit better. About I think, the situation. yeah, go on. I think for me, it's, I'm going to be honest. Um, it was good to hear from him. It was interesting. I think there is an element of, we're getting most of the truth and it was a very enlightening interview. And I think you, you know, there was a couple of points you made. This is the best interview he's ever given at the club. It's it's given us that roadmap that we touched on last week, although not as dramatic and not as necessary as we outlined. Um, but I can't help but think there's an element of a, of a PR stunt to it. And, you know, it was a rehearsed interview. It was staged. Um, and it was something that the club put out. I, I appreciate it greatly. And, you know, it, it did give me... Um, a lot of information that I, you know, I required as an Evertonian. I'm sure the most of the well, we fan all base did because we're just we all did. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I am, I am. If I put my thinking hat on, and I look at actions speaking louder than words, we didn't buy anyone in the first week of the transfer window. We mentioned that prize of the transfer window. That if we're a serious football operation, there will be players walking through the door on the first week. There isn't. Mm. The stories coming out of the club being for sale. Very, very, very reliable sources. This is The Guardian. 
It's not. Yeah, well, that's it. And they've name checked serious financial institutions. Yeah. And then you look at the fact that we don't have a manager in place. So we sacked without a plan, which was exactly the opposite of what we mentioned last week. But we sacked without a plan. And the key signing we're going to make today has done a U-turn at Finch Farm and driven straight to Tottenham Hotspur. Which I'm happy about, by the way. I I think, yeah, we'll get on that. I think there's a lot to be said about the Dan Juma deal. But I think those things tell me that the commitment, while, while, you know, it's reassuring that there is something on, on, online, but the commitment isn't as, as strong as he's making it out to be. I think he, the one thing he is determined to do is finish the stadium because it increases, he's a, he's a clever man. It increases his, his, uh, his position, his strength as a seller. Um, and I think that's the primary motivation. It almost feels with the sales of Gordon, the, you know, that's going to go through, I'm pretty sure. And um, and even the, the the crows circling around Onana, it feels like an asset strip as well. And that well, yeah, there's a bit of that, and that's definitely something that I've been worried about. Is like, are they going to yeah. strip the assets? He uh, compared. Okay, so we have the we have the the article in the Guardian. And and we put so the information I got from the the article on the Guardians. Everton's up for sale for five hundred million. Yeah, he wants to he wants to recoup recoup uh, money for the stadium build. Um, he spent seven hundred million on fifty players since he came in, and he's recor- he's only recouped four hundred million in player sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so the players haven't performed like from the investment seven hundred million put in. He's recouped four hundred million. That's almost half of what the outlay has been. So that those investments have bombed, right? And the he player, says that he admits player, that. He admits yeah. that the, the player, yeah. so the recruitment hasn't been good enough, right? So they've gone back and they said, okay, this is the hundred and twenty point review we're doing. <laughs> and they, yeah, I, I know, just to make it so complicated, one hundred and twenty points. You can tell Denise has done that. Oh, only. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just, a man couldn't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so basically, so he has, he, he's got, he, he's talking about, yeah, like how we're going to like do different recruitment because recruitment's bombed and those investments have bombed. They have bombed. He said he's going to fund the stadium himself, which no matter what happens, so he, he wants investment to come in and help bridge that gap, he says, to help pay for the rest of the stadium, ideally, right? And he said he's talking to a few, in, like, real deal people serious people to get them involved and they'd bring their expertise as well you know because they'd be invested in in the club then so you know they'd they'd be given their expertise so and and if that doesn't come through he says he'll do it himself so he'll pay off finish the stadium himself regardless so Mm -hmm. that is a big weight off my shoulders um if he said that and and I believe him I believe him I think he's in Shit Creek, I think he's like I said, his his investment of seven hundred million on players has only recouped four hundred million. That's a disaster, right? Uh, he he he's angry. He's pissed off himself. He doesn't want us to be where we are. He doesn't want. That's to bring true. Us, uh, not, that is one hundred percent. I I agree with that statement one hundred percent. Yeah, he's not trying to bring us down. It's not controlled demolition. So like all the black. It's just horrendous management. 
it's just terrible management and he's identified these areas but of the club that haven't why on earth fix them why on earth you you would you you admit you can see with broad daylight that the football operation has failed and one of the key components of that as admitted in the interview is Belkin Bill Kenwright yet you let him remain in such an active role it's unbelievable and beyond that there was no idea to expand the board we don't we won't get ahead of mar- you know a director of marketing which is absolutely it's ridiculous we don't have you know, a director of, of um, sports science. You know, these are all things that we need. You know, what is this? A director of business? You know, it, oh, it's well, just... that was part of the plan. If you read, yeah. if you read um, Denise's statement, um, which talks about her 120-point action plan, which only she could have done, um, and she said there has been 26 changes made um, on, yeah. when Elwell came in. And she said there's been a new head. They've recruited a new head of recruitment, loans pathway manager, head of sports science, a senior scout, head of the coaching academy. I mean, these all sound like a a, a physical performance coach and a set piece coach. Who are these people that that she's referring to? have Have we recruited a set piece coach? Apparently. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, and a physical performance coach, head of academy coaching. Um, I knew about the academy I, stuff. I'd read in between lines, and there is suggestion that there's been a lot of turnover. We even changed things like the chef, which, you know, it makes me think what the hell was being served at Finch Farm beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got sick but, um, and the medical department, obviously, with my background, is something I'm really interested in. Um, but yeah, the head of recruitment, I, mean, like, I thought that would be Thelwell. I thought Lowen's pathway manager would be Thelwell. I thought head of sports science, well, maybe not Thelwell. No, head that of- wouldn't. That shouldn't be Thelwell. But but the thing is, it's not. It's clearly going to take years to to build. You know, yield any fruit and and well, and mm. and he hasn't really touched about the manager situation at all. He did. He did actually apologize to us in in not so many words. Yeah. But uh, in 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 you know in his talks the 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 uh, much ridiculed talk sports interview where he claimed to be one of the fans and then he claimed the fans sacked the manager he actually took ownership for that there that he, did. he has I... been impatient he has sacked the managers he mentioned that he maybe would have kept a couple and I think he's probably harking back to silver, um, uh, silver yeah I think and I, yeah I, I thought that and I I think he oh god like. He, when he says that, it's hard to argue with him, you know. Like he made a mistake. Okay, maybe he jumped the gun a little bit. Silly. No, but I. This is where I don't believe him because he was so quick to throw us under the bus. And as soon as it's backfired, and the media have come and said, "Actually, mate, you, you you're completely wrong." Uh, and and you know the likes the talk sport, you know the big bastions of sports journalism within within yeah. within the UK. So you're talking about Sky Sports, Talk Sports. Um, you know, BT Sport, um, and then the social media stuff. And they're saying, no, Mashiri, you've had your hands all over this club. You're the one who hired and fired. Who in their right mind uh, hires Benitez? It certainly wasn't Bill Kenwright or Marcel Brandt. That was a Mashiri hiring. And he also denies any responsibility on the football side in terms of, oh, I only signed the checks. Oh, I only signed, you know, that's not true. Yeah, he said he that is not true. That is just simply not true. Well, he said he he's has never been... picked a player. That's just... Yeah, because Kia Jurabchian has. And that's one thing. 
that wasn't touched on in the interview was his relationship with Kia Jurabchin. They couldn't, they didn't need to mention him by name, but they could have mentioned his relationship with football agents or football advisors, external, I mean, beyond the club. And it wasn't touched on. And I think that was a very toxic relationship for many years. Maybe question. not as strong now. Um, Do you think Jarvis so, 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 yeah, so, so, praised Jarvis for his interview then? In terms of well, the, maybe. No, no, but he mix. couldn't. Jazz did an excellent job in highlighting the key issues. You you couldn't in 20 minutes get into the nitty-gritty of everything. And it wasn't there for that. What's happened has happened. And I guess it would have been nice to address that. And it should be addressed at a future date because Mashiri has apparently given us that um, that declaration in the interview that he will liaise more with the fan advisory boards and, and fans in general. So that is something that has to be touched on because it has cost our club millions Kia Jurabchian has cost our club tens and tens of millions of pounds. He is not the main culprit. We, we don't, we'll never know that. But he is a culprit into why we are where we are with an empty-pocketed club. And it wasn't touched on. Mm. He mentioned when he was talking about... Now that you mention it, that Kia Jurabchian was a, was a serious omission. But it might be. I I can't imagine if 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 Jazz is. I, I don't know him personally, but I've you know I've 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 listened to his his um his stuff before, and we, we've interacted on Twitter. I can't imagine yeah. it's something that he wouldn't have acknowledged. But obviously, you're at the whim of the owner, and the owner can well, say no. I'm not answering that. Interestingly, that interview would have been recorded this afternoon. Yeah, it or must have been. Maybe even yesterday. Yeah, post Lampard sacking, surely. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So he then probably pre Dan Juma, given his confidence of buying players. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, you would have seen him with the drinking that whiskey that was behind. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but what was I going to say? Um, oh, it's gone. It's gone. Don't worry. <laughs> gone. Don't worry. We'll get back to it. Um, I'm sure. But there was so. With oh, all yeah. of this, yeah. No, on. before I forget, so he was that was recorded today or yesterday, and then the article in the Guardian came out this evening. Yeah, is there a connection between the two? Like, uh, the Guardian... I, I, I can't see how they can't be. I, I just, I, I, I just can't see how the two. You know, they're so closely linked. It, it could have been a coincidence, but the fact is. In my opinion and my interpretation of the whole situation, the fact that you admit to being open to investment means the club is for sale, as confirmed by a reliable source. And the murmuring since summer and before that, basically since Osmanov had the um, sanctions placed on him, we're for sale now. We are for sale officially. Let's get a really good sports funding or a really competent Middle Eastern investment fund um, to actually sort out the running of the club and redevelop us. Mm, that'd be great. But so, before redevelopment can, can occur, the manager... Well, the manager has to be appointed. What's your thoughts? Um, okay. I don't think we're in quite agreement on this, so I want to hear... I'm interested oh, to hear yeah, what you say, yeah, Con. I've, yeah. I've been getting a lot of... <laughs> Grief actually today about some of my shouts. <laughs> uh, okay, so Lampard went. Um, it was sad, but I think I think Lampard was sacked before their West Ham game. Personally, I think that video of him looking like he's about to be mugged in a council estate. Um, 
<laughs> in a school blazer um, for a smokes. So, so uh, just to just to add add context to it. Yeah. Apparently, he he wasn't, and apparently, the the news of his sacking was leaked by his camp. So that was around three p.m. Or was it was it yesterday that he was sacked? I can't okay. even remember. Okay. Monday. Yeah. So it was it was actually um, his he, he was he was actually given an opportunity to talk to the owner, explain how um, how things had petered out, and how uh, he he planned to rebuild the club. He he apparently outlined the fact that he wasn't backed in the transfer window. He wasn't given his the plays he needed, and he's made a point of not playing Dwight McNeil and Neil Mopay because they were not what he was requiring, and that's borne out in the season. Um, but it wasn't enough, and he was told over the phone that you know uh, Mashiri phoned him and uh, said you, you know your services are no longer required, and it was actually his side that leaked it, which I thought was a very it just marks the disorganization of the club that we sack a manager the whole world knows about it they're talking about it in america on nbc sport and the club come out with a statement late into the evening it's pathetic no it was bad it was bad it's it was messy but he needed to go he did need so, to go so so and he was just completely out of his depth and the more and more he spoke the more you kind of saying you know what this isn't really working yeah um so look, we've no manager, which could have affected the Dan Juma deal. Um, not that I really care because he's a wrong one. <laughs> um, so I'm not bothered about that. But I can understand why, you know, you might get the heebie. We don't even know who the manager's going to be, you know. Um, and he's gone to Spurs to sit on the bench. So good luck to him. That's what his character is like. That's what his value That's his calibre. That's the what he views himself. So, yeah. That's what his value system is. If that's where he's at. Good luck to him. Don't come within a hundred miles of the place. The uh, only thing that seems odd about the whole situation, though, is we were only ever going in for a loan for him, mm. and he would have most certainly played for us. Yeah, he won't play at Spurs. Yeah, he won't play as much. Although I do appreciate that Spurs are a Champions League team, and if you were looking to sign on a permanent transfer, Spurs is by far the more attractive option. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. So it does call into the question the behavior of the agent, and certainly. He strung us along. And I don't think... The one thing I'd say about the Dan Juma deal, I don't think Dan Juma comes out and says, I will fight and keep this club, you know, everything for this club, if he doesn't truly believe he's signing for Everton. You just don't say that. Yeah, I don't know he, if he said it. No, well, he, 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 he said, said it on Sky Sports. He did say it. Did you, did you see him? Did the words... Did you see the words coming out of his mouth? Uh, not personally, that's true. But it's been strongly attributed attributed to him. Mm. And I will actually verify that. But um well I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just his agent. Yeah. Uh, but even then, why would you come out? Why would that statement even come out? And then all of a sudden, so I do think the agents has had a very strong influence on this, but that's not to say that Dan Juma does not come without without a lot of baggage. And David Moyes, when he says no to a player because of a personality, he's usually right. Look at the culture he created yeah. at us. And he was not having him. Matt, he was not Matt, having him at, at West Ham. Matt, David Moyes not not giving the green light here. I was like, that's good enough for me. Yeah, I agree. I him. agree. Yeah, no, I don't like him. Never liked him. Don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's just the way he plays. I can just see his 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 kind of character and his his. Well, he's, he split the Villarreal the Villarreal um, dressing room. He didn't the fact that, yeah, the fact that he had such a good season last year and now he can't touch the team. You know, it's that doesn't happen just by chance. So no, even if you're, yeah. we already have Damari Gray to be doing that. 
So, and, but Demari Gray has a, you know, is a good lad. Good whereas, lad off the bench. Yeah, no, but as a personality, he's not going to rock the boat too much. Whereas, whereas I think Dan Juma had had the volatility to potentially save us, mm. or completely uh, tank us. And and the chances are, looking at his behaviour and looking at the at the representation of of his character. Although, as I say, there is there will be some. Con- it's not the full story, but you know, it, it he would not be the right guy. I I am in your camp. He's not the right guy right now. We need the right people if we are to stand any chance yeah um, start, with the, start with the new manager so yes Lampard's gone who's the next so the rumours today have been Bielsa Bielsa wants a million a month effectively for him and his backroom team yeah and he wants quicker defenders then we've got another shout where in the in the running is Ralph Hasselhutl Hassel, no please yeah. no please manager he's like Klopp light so his idea is that you go hunting for the ball after you lose it straight away. Um, there'll be a lot of passing around the back and then quick transition. So you up the tempo really quickly and you go direct yeah. in between the lines. Which uh, is not what we need at Everton football. Maybe so. not, maybe not. But I think there's lots of people are getting carried, like are getting kind of sidetracked on his two nine nils. I mean, every good manager gets blasted from time to time. Klopp. Nine nil though, Connor. Yeah, I know. I think that's even more <laughs> indicative of him having a system that just went completely tits up that day. On on that I day, think, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think two nine nils weirdly kind of points to a vision. A vision. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I know it's completely counterintuitive to think that, <laughs> but yeah. It, to, to me, I'm almost impressed by the two nine nails. <laughs> Don't. That's. I love that. That's quote of the day. I love that, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I was impressed by two nine nails because at least it points to a vision. It points to a this a consistency. Not- you know what you're going to get. Yeah. He's going to do. You know. He's. He. You know. You will suffer. You know. Some horrific nights, but with the grander scheme of getting to a point where you play and you know a very uh, characteristic style of play. When you have a style um, of play and you have an identity. Yeah. Look what and he did do good jobs in Austria. He did Man do City, a good job there. Man City 4 0 in yeah. first season. Like um, Liverpool, Villa beat them 7 2. Yeah. So these you days, will have those days. The, these systems, when they go tits up, can go catastrophically tits up that day. That doesn't <laughs> mean the system is flawed. That's yeah. Just, System didn't work, that and then the law of averages it'll work out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and I, who's who's? So you got Hasan Hutel, you got Bielsa, and yeah. then who are the other ones? Well, I want Bielsa to come in because just because uh, just uh, as revenge against the player. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. I just want him. I want him to make those players vomit every day. Every day. <laughs> Just revenge, pure <laughs> sadistic revenge. I don't care about anything else. Get in there, run them into the ground. Army know Smith. what it is yeah. like. Not this half-assed press. Not this half-assed. And and he will certainly correct one of the biggest issues in our in our squad, which is there is no verticality, there is no pace, there is no fast transition in our team. This tippy tappy sideways backwards football that is horrendous. Um, and there are other players. Um, uh, well, there's only okay. So my two, my top two, realistically, and then would be Bielsa, 
Hassan Hutto, and people are going to kill me for that, but I've already explained. The guy knows yeah. what he's doing, right? Fair enough. No, stick to your guns. Yeah. We're not here to agree. And We're here to I listen. Take, and then I'd be in, interested in maybe your man off West Brom. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm the Spanish lad. I, um, I've had a look and I've had a think. I know you didn't ask me for my opinion, but I'm going to give it, Connor. I know, yeah, I'm asking. We're yeah. all waiting on your opinion. Yeah. That's the <laughs> So, I have tears of the managers I want. I look at the, 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 the man I would really love, but we have no imagination for it. And it, it's on, on multiple factors, is Gallardo, the, the previous River Plate manager, or River Platte. They were a massive club that got relegated. Unheard of in Argentina. They'd actually changed the rules a year before so they wouldn't get relegated. And they got relegated the subsequent season anyway. A club in crisis. A powerhouse of South American football. Mm-hmm. He reinvigorated them. He took that club by the neck and, gr- and dragged them through and promoted them in his first season, in his second season, or or and then and his third season, he then went on and to win the title, and then he won. I think it was back to back Copa Libertadores, which is their Champions League. Oh, that's incredible. That's that Brian, is that's Brian that, Clough. Yeah, and that's and he's Argentinian. He's a he's a street guy, you know. Like he's aggressive. He's he's narky. He doesn't take anything, you know. He developed players. He developed a style of play, a fast, aggressive style of play. That's his, on the footballing side. Now, on the business side, we do not look in high-yield leagues. We hardly ever look in South America. This man knows every single talented footballer in Brazil and Argentina and probably beyond. You're looking at the other strong leagues you know, out there, Colombian League, um, the Uruguayan League. He knows them all. We will not be forking out masses of, 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 uh, of you know, fortunes yeah. for as-been Premier League players. We'll be going and picking up the next 19, 21, 22-year-old Argentinian, okay. Brazilian, Ardo. Uruguayan. Ardo. Yeah. And how he old? Would, okay. He's a young manager. He's not, he's not, he's not green, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think he's in his 40s. He's certainly got the energy. There will be a language barrier. But language barriers have been overcome. You look at the likes of Pochettino, Bielsa in, his, in the first... Oh, Bielsa speaks English. I just want to be very clear. He doesn't like to speak to the media, so he uses an interpreter, but he speaks English. But in the first instance, um, you know, Bielsa didn't speak that good English. Um, so Gallardo would be like someone like, you know, we're fucked anyway, Connor. Let's be honest. So He's why don't we just go 40. balls in for Gallardo and just say, it's yours. He was a midfielder uh, in his day, and he's got forty-four caps for Argentina. Which I didn't know. Yeah, he's a he was a player. He was a proper yeah. player as well. Um, he has managerial career from since two thousand and fourteen, so he's been in the job since two thousand and fourteen until two thousand and twenty-two. That's eight yeah. years of the job. That's good. Yeah, that's a tick. Um, obviously that the the the, the story, the Brian Cluffiness of it, is obviously very good. Um, I would love this guy and. And he's been oh. he's he's ready for Europe. As we have been linked to them, have we? Or um, do you think our board would even look in his direction? Let's know. be honest. Nope. 
The next one that I like, who's got a consistent win rate around 50%. He's worked with Kevin Thelwell before in the Red Bull group. He's, he's done well in Germany. He speaks English and Italian. Like His name is Tedesco. And that's the, the other one. These are my top of the top, like, who I would, who I would like. I've heard his name be mine. Yeah. So Tedesco would be right up there. Worked in the director of football model. Young guy, 37. Didn't have a great playing career, but has been a coach forever. He knows how to coach. Um, and I think adaptation wouldn't be a problem to the Premier League. Um, and certainly he, again, would be looking at those markets which Everton don't operate in. And, he, you know, he will be known to Kevin Thelwell. The Bielsa one is interesting to me. I certainly, you know, think that the thing is, the, 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 it reassured me. You know, the first thing that, you know, the rumours coming out was he's got, he's got reservations about the Everton job because we don't have enough pace at the back. I like that. Mm. That's exactly what I want to hear from the manager. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what we all are crying about. He's, he's got reservations because he doesn't think the players will be able to do his style of football. And to be honest, that's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah, that's and I also identify the problems. Yeah, and I also think Bielsa's principles on football align very well with Everton. They are aggressive, fast, vertical football. Yeah. Um, he's obviously had many disciples in the likes of Pochettino, Pep Guardiola, etc. He's not done a lot in his career and he's very temperamental. And we could be a club that he walks in and then walks out of oh, like one he, month he later. He's walked out on two clubs, I think. Yeah, was it Lazio and Lille? I can't oh. remember. So, he comes with volatility, but He's a big enough character that if people listen to him, he could really help. And if you hear Leeds fans talk about him, he changed that club. And you still see Bielsa in Leeds today. So that's, I'm not against him. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. He's still reviewing Leeds. Yeah. Now, there's one name that we haven't mentioned who has been strongly linked to the job Sean Dyche. Talk to me. I just don't want him. The same I agree. I don't want, the same way I don't want um, Sam Allardyce. It's not that... I think that maybe they're, they are the horses for the course at the, at the moment, but mm. I think there's enough games left that we can pick up wins and be... Because what will happen is we'll, we'll get them and then we'll pick up wins and we'll be like, you know what? You know, well, now we're stuck with them and we have to pay them off. I don't know. I just, I just, I, just I think Sean Dyche, he's been relegated from the Premier League on multiple times. His style of football is not going to be expansive enough if we do get relegated to, to get us brought back up, I don't think, even though he has got promoted a couple of times. I think his, uh, and then beyond that, um, you know, he was at a very pressure-free job at Burnley. Whether when if they stayed up, it was a good scene, and if they went down, it was okay, fine. Mm. I think Vincent Company has 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 actually done a much better job at Burnley than than um, Dyche did in the last two three uh-huh. years of his of his of his career. Let's not discount Dyche's achievements at Burnley, but over the last two or three years, he's been outshone by what Company has done this year. Um, another manager I'd look at him and we didn't mention Marcelino who's another very impressive candidate that I'd be more than happy like if Everton looked beyond just the obvious there are so many gems of managers out there that we could try that's it and, and but we won't apparently you know and I, I was I was I was encouraged to hear that they actually did 
speak to Pochettino because that's what you need to be doing. You need to be like yeah. as high as possible. You never know. You could be lucky enough that the you know the hot girl at the at the disco just says you know yeah yeah you. I'll have you tonight. Don't worry. You yeah. know yeah Ancelotti yeah. did it. Yeah, you never know. Hmm. Um, so it was no, it was good that we 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 approached Pochettino. It's good that we're so that that let's let me think that we're not going to go straight for Deutsch and Allardyce. I think yeah. those two are the say like the last option. You know, yeah. If everybody else, if, if all the other options don't materialize for whatever reason, get the substitute teacher in. These are substitute teachers. Yeah. Exactly. These are substitute. Yeah. Just I can come in and do a job. They might even keep us up. Great. But yeah. I don't know if we should like Sean Dice, for example, if you were fucking one of the players at Goodison, what message does it send out? Well what message does it send out to, 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 to the rest of the football world. Well well, there you go. I mean, just going on touching on that, you've already got that message being heard by the ears of, of the likes of Andy Gordon and Onana, apparently, if rumors are to believe about Onana. I'm not surprised. I've always rated Onana. I think he's going to the very top. I think Onana will probably end up staying till the end of the season just because he'll get a season of continuous football. And we will probably end up selling him at the end of the season unless things dramatically change and we'll make a profit on him. Yeah, well, see, I think Kevin Farwell's actually um, justified his salary just with one signing. With that, exactly. I agree. And Lamb, let's not forget the Lamb, the role Lampard played in getting him in a year over West Ham. Then the other player is now Andy Gordon. Now I think he's gone this window. Um, there are strong stories, and 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 it's not it's not just it's just it's not smoke without fire. You, you do hear on reasonably good authority that he's open to moving. El Bobble confirmed as much yesterday, and then beyond that, um, you've got everyone at, in everyone in the dog in the northeast expecting a bid to come from Newcastle and there's rumours Chelsea are going to get involved. Um, I'm not upset to see him go. I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit concerned about how we always end up treating our academy products in the sense that, you know, we do end up turning on them. Ross Barkley, Tom Davis, Wayne Rooney, um, you know, <laughs> and Andy Gordon now, John Joe Kenny for a little bit as well. But at the end of the day, if we get anything close to 40 million Thank you, Anthony. You did really well last year. Good luck with the rest of the career. We're not the club fit to develop you. And thanks for the money. That, that, this idea that this kind of narrative that we turn on these young players, these young players yeah. turn on us. We, A little bit too. Yeah. Like, we never turned on Rooney until he fucked off to United. I mean, there's obviously... The well, story. that was Bill Kenwright's doing as well. well. Yeah, there's a story behind that. So, Yeah, and, and Wayne Rooney's actually... I would have. I, he's another. We didn't mention Wayne Rooney, but I, I wouldn't be upset with it if he'd come back. I had his interview recently with Toffee TV. Yeah, no, he was impressed. And, and the, the lads, he's very impressive. He's had a word at the lads and said, "Look, here, there's a few quid there. Get the ball mm. on my name and the Everton job." Because yeah. he'll fuck off, um, Bill Kenwright as well. Who do you think we're going to back him or or Bill Kenwright? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Rooney. But like. Yeah. The lads, the lads are trying to say, oh, Rooney's going to have his good football ideas. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's the right time. I think it's too risky. I agree. I think I think he shouldn't touch this job. Like, his comments, these are shit. That, yeah. That comment, well, if he thinks that about the team that he was with then, if he gets into fix, Jesus like, Christ, yeah, you're right. Fucking, he'd just walk out. So, he'd, he'd just, yeah, he'd probably lace up. Yeah, probably well, get his boots back on. There's rumours Frank Lampard had a huge bust up with 
Decore and Gay. It's not a rumor. Only, it's not a rumor. That's a fact, right? Yeah, it's and a fact. That, that can only be like for me. That's because the two of them are shit, and and, and yeah. he was like, they were like probably Decore was saying, "Why am I playing?" I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know the ins and outs, but I know that they did have a fight, and he's been isolating. And now, obviously, you know we are unfortunately going to be dependent on Decora. I don't think, you know, I think Holgate is, has got chances to leave. Michael Keane's got chances to leave, but um, Decora, um, oh, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's just unless he goes to the Middle East or somewhere. Um, there was talk of Fulham, rumours around Fulham, but and the, the, obviously Marco Silva linked there. But I mean, he's not touching that midfield with Pelinia and Pereira. Um, he's not even touching that midfield. So mm, I'm not so sure about that. He's got a lot of money to Corey, but he he, was, he stood up for his friend. He's also won a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Gay. And I don't know what Lampard would have been saying to address Gay, but probably along, something along the lines of, you're rubbish. Like this, why can't you just pass the ball five why yards? Why can't you just pass the ball ten yards? You know? Yeah. Uh, so, and it's no coincidence that Decore jumped in then because Lampard probably thinks Decore's rubbish because he does. I, I, knew, I knew when Lampard came in, I said, oh, Decore's not going to like this. Because Lampard's yeah, like, cause, all of yeah, yeah, Lampard was a ball player. You know, he was a proper yeah. footballer, Frank Lampard. Like, yeah, like you know, he was a proper footballer. Probably great, Chelsea's greatest ever player. Like, yeah, he probably, probably was. Yeah. Um, so he so he like he likes footballers, he likes ball players, and uh, mm. that's going to suit Decore because he's got two left feet and he, he's not the most coordinated person of the club. Mm. So you can see why that's so the same thing. I think would happen. I think Frank kind of got pissed off at the level, the quality level at the club. I think Rooney would have the the same fate. I think he's get pissed off. No, but uh, Rooney's a coach, and Rooney's 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 also done excellent jobs at Derby where he was under way worse conditions than we are at Everton. You know, he was, he was, he was putting 15-year-olds on the bench who couldn't play because of the rules. You know, yeah. Wayne Rooney, and he's, a not, he's, he's at DC United, he's very, and if, honestly, that Toffee TV interview where, where he outlines his principles is so, so impressive. It's, mm. it's, it's not, and it's not, it's not just fluff. You know, with Frank Lampard, I, I really liked the guy, but there was a lot of fluff. Oh, yeah, it was just yeah, and you know, and, and the key quote that 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 uh, always haunts me about Frank Lampard is, I told him it wasn't a tactical game, and then we go on to lose two one, uh, yeah, having been one nil up. I think that'll sum up Frank Lampard's tenure. I you think, know, good in principle, but uh, very naive. There was an in- interview I saw today that was like retweeted from a while ago after Crystal Palace. He was like, yeah. the first goal, it was a fluke. Second goal, terrible goal to give away. Third goal, yeah, it was a fluke. And four goal was a soft goal, rubbish goal, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Just lift that it sums it up, you know. At what four point is it, is it is it a tactical issue? So Wayne Rooney is not like that. You you listen to that, he's a football man. He he's um he's that typical scouse lad who used to just go home and his homework wasn't to do maths, it was actually to watch Serie A or play FIFA or or yeah. play on Championship Manager, then go out on the streets and play with his lads and then go to Evan and and have his you know, he's been he's immersed in football. He is He's, he strikes me as a bit of a scholar. I think you could have a proper football conversation with Wayne Rooney and uh, and be quite impressed by him. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think if you're way, if I was, I'm you know I have no connection and I'll never meet the guy. But if um, 
if I was ever to advise Wayne Rooney right now, it would be don't touch this job. You, it will only end badly for you. Come yeah, to Everton when we're in a better position. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the time. But yeah. I have a, I think he is, he, he was, I, I really wish the best for him. Um, anyway, enough no. about Wayne Rooney. There's enough, you know, wishing the best of Wayne Rooney when there's, when our club is literally burning down. Um, what next then? I think that's a good. We always find a way to talk about Wayne Rooney, isn't it? <laughs> well, he's probably in our top three. If he's in United's top three greatest ever players, he's certainly in our top three greatest ever players. Well, yeah, we I might think... not have we might not have seen it, but like you know, I, I think mean, an eighteen pound for pound. Yeah, I think ability wise, even when he was seventeen. He's the best teenager I've ever seen play football. Yeah, there's no argument to say he's one of the best players we ever had, even at that age. Yeah, because yeah. we haven't had many great players. I'm sorry, like we, we well, have not for the last, not for the last not ten for a years. Long time. Yeah, yeah. Went inside, like you know, there's no world class players other than Neville Southall, no. maybe Kevin Sheedy. No, I think in the 80s we've got to be realistic. Neville Southall, Kevin Sheedy, uh, Peter Reed. We had we did have Gary class. Lineker for a season. Gary, you know, well, yeah. Peter Reed wasn't world class, but Gary Lineker was. Yeah, he was. And, uh, uh, yeah, you, you might have a point there, but there was certainly there was certainly Champions League quality. But moving more recently, we haven't had. I think the only great player we've had recently is probably Leighton Baines. We had a bit of Gareth Barry, a bit of Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. Um, you know, was Arteta truly? Yeah, we had good teams, but not great players. I think James. Oh, James, but yeah, intermittently in the flashes. Oh. You mentioned it the other week, Connor. Bring him back. Oh, Hammers, bring him back. Just, just, to, just to see his beautiful face in an Everton shirt again. Well, we can just count, to... we can definitely count him out if Bielsa comes in. Oh, hundred percent. But I mean, even as much as I loved watching Hammers Rodriguez play, he was the wrong signing at the wrong time. Mm, he yeah. cost us a lot of money, injury prone, and then. Completely lost interest in the lead up. Was it to the World Cup or oh no, Copa America? I can't remember which one, which tournament it was. He lost interest in Everton, didn't turn up for the last six games. We dropped off a cliff and didn't qualify for Europe. So I didn't know he didn't turn up for the last six games. No, so he I... didn't turn up. It's not that he didn't turn up. He had permission not to be there, but he flew off to Colombia then. Right, yeah. Yeah. So what next? Well, we the have manager, appoint- we've mentioned candidates. We have to appoint a manager. So I think it's going to be, hopefully it's not, if it, if it ends up being Deutsch or Allardyce, it means that all the other candidates have failed. Ben does, yeah. Um, or uh, we've been unsuccessful in attracting them. I think, honestly, Bielsa, I would love him just out of spite. But re- realistically, I think we're probably too far into the season for him to be answerable, yeah, and, and then and then get it going, and then we have with the right personnel uh, and playing squad. Uh, so realistically, I don't think it would be the best option, even though I'd love to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so the, the, my second option then would be Hassan Hill. I think he, he is unfairly maligned, maligned because nine nails. I think he's actually a good coach, so I wouldn't be massively disappointed with that and when he first came into said Anthony he had them top of the table in November yeah he was looking okay but you've got to top think of the about that November body. we were under Carlo Ancelotti only top of the table early October he had them top but of the table in it's, November. it's the body of evidence I'm I'm 
I, I love you, Con, and you, we do disagree on some things, and I, I'm just going to disagree with you on Haz and Hul. Bielsa, yeah. I can see happening. Um, I, we'll work out a deal, potentially. The other ones would be, I'd love Gallardo, but it's not going to happen. But I want us to make moves for, for Tedesco. Um, mm-hmm. And then the most important thing, though, beyond anything, is player recruitment. It has to happen. Well, and it has to happen before is. the Arsenal game. said he is we are going to buy a player. But was that Dan Juma? That's my only reason. No, oh, we didn't even touch no. on Dan Juma. No, well, oh, we, we did. About we did. Him being yeah. a I don't want. I don't want to talk about Dan Juma. He's no, not an Everton like... player. Yeah, he's not an Everton player. I don't he's want him. Longing, and he won't get his, get his game at Spurs. Look, he's gonna. He's going. He won't even hear about this guy ever again. Honestly. Yeah. No. No. So, great... No great shakes. But he'll score the winner against us. <laughs> sure, of course. We'll have to give him. <laughs> but um. No, I, I, and I think the play. I have no idea who we, we are going to buy now. I have, you know, we're still going in for that, uh, for the winger from France, the young lad. Um, I struggle to pronounce his name, but um, yeah, well, he's, he's a Demarai Gray light. He's young, he's talented, but um, no consistency there. He probably won't save us. Um, so I, no, I wonder if looking, it's just. We're still looking at getting these big fancy loans. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what's going to save us. Is a big fancy loan. Who's who's yeah, available? And then there's this talk about Chelsea rejects coming, and I think ultimately what's going to happen, there's going to be a domino effect. Gordon will go, yeah. money will be made available, and then there'll be movement in the window. Um, Keane and and Holgate could be key to that as well. Um, and I don't blame them for, for wanting to go because they're not getting a game. No, Holgate might end. Holgate's less likely to go than Keane. Um, well, but, uh, Holgate will stay and so will Keane. Well, Keane will go because he's too slow, surely. No, I think he, I don't think Keane's that slow. No, he's, 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 he turns slower than Maguire. I think he's just, yeah, he's, just a, he's a slow turner. He turns slower. Yeah. Than I don't know if he's if, if, over grass. I think he might be quicker than you think. Like he's not yeah, he might be. He's, he's certainly quicker than probably Tarkovsky. Hopeless Tarkovsky. Mm. And I said in the last podcast, and I'll say it again, shite. I'm sorry. He's rubbish. Right? So, whoever comes in needs to look at that defence. The midfield and the... The, mid, the midfield's okay. I think the midfield is functional, but the attack and the defence... Uh, the, the attack, for me, has got to be the primary concern. And, yeah, well, the number uh, one priority for Mishiri... Yeah. Um, in terms of player recruitment, with striker was the striker, yeah. So this is a, this is the number one recruitment uh, policy, and Kevin Powell will be working on this. There's no doubt about it. Like he is, like I, I'd be shocked if we don't get a a serious player. Honestly, I think we're going to get a big player. I hope we get a couple. We'll, we need, I think we need three or four, especially if Gordon goes. Do you need um, back as well because he's taking up a loan spot. Who? Vinagra. I think we need to send him back. I, I agree. Yeah. I think that's, if, if you're not going to play him against West Ham, and I was there, I was in the in the stadium, and Mikolenko is not a left back. He's not a left wing back. No. He is a left centre back. Yeah. In a three. And uh, we looked so much better with Dwight McNeil. That's, Dwight McNeil is a left wing back. You yeah. look at his numbers, you look at his attributes, he's the left wing back. I gave us more balance. So. On against West Ham. 
Yeah, I think did okay. We were horrendous, though. He came on, he put in the most dangerous ball of the game. At the end of the day, though, that's that's what you need to you need. To, that's something that's on Lampard. He should have identified what McNeil was good at and what. Oh, what... how it took so long to get the McNeil left wing back. Yeah, I don't know. When and 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 then you could tuck you could tuck because yeah, and you could tuck Mikalenko as a left centre back. He'd be protected by um, Cody and Tarkowski, and you've got a le- two left footers um, in the into the team, which gives you balance. I, I just don't understand why that wasn't implemented. Hmm? He's a bit short to be a centre. He's a bit short, but in a three, you can get away with it, can't you? Because you've got the two big lads who can edit yeah. it away. He's not particularly fast either. No, but he's he's not slow. He's just average pace. Average. I think he's very yeah. average. I think like he is the epitome of average. Well, um, the thing is, we have. I I have no. Uh, it just comes. I don't want to go labor the point, but. Every single step, we've replaced quality with less quality. So, Luca Dean, Mikalenko, Richarlison, Dwight McNeil, Neil Mope. Um, you know, you just go through the, through, through the whole team. On, on. Yeah. Uh, oh, James yeah. Coleman, who, who was a top right back, you replace him with old James Coleman and young Nathan Patterson. Like, it's just horrific. It's just so bad. Um, so, I think for, for me, for concluding points is Everton... You yet again sacked without a plan. Please get an imaginative manager. Mashiri, sell the club, but do it in a proper fashion and sell it to someone who has a plan. And um, yeah, Dan Juma, I hope you enjoy getting splinters in your bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be my my part. Messages be um, I, I was encouraged by the interview. Maybe I'm just an idiot. But I'm. I was encouraged that he. No parts were encouraging, and parts were just. Yeah. Good questions asked. He, he gave some good answers. He gave some clarity to where we are, which is what we asked for. What what every fan group asked for over the last week is like more communication. We got that. Um. So I think going forward, you know, we can be a little bit more optimistic. Now, look, this will all be. This is all up for review at the end of the window. Like if we get to the end of the window. We've signed nobody, you know, that's going to improve our first 11 and we've got Sam Adonis. Then well, we know where yeah. I'll be speaking a different shoe. But as it stands now, I mean, there's still hope. Let's see what the next couple of days bring. Um, and two week break until basically until Arsenal. And um, there's probably going to be more soap opera drama in that time. Honestly, I've had so much anxiety. I think um, I'm going to leave the, the the listeners with the most three most important words of any football club: recruitment, recruitment, recruitment. And on that, Connor, would on you like note, to sign us out? Yeah, I will. Yeah, we'll speak to you all um, after the next game, unless something wild. dramatic. <laughs> yeah, then we'll be back. But if not, we'll speak <laughs> after Arsenal. Thanks, Ahmed. Thank you.